Welcome to It's Our Turn. Welcome to It's Our Turn. Queers in Cults. We would like to acknowledge the original inhabitants of this area, the Weot tribe, and thank the past, present, and future stewards of this land. This land acknowledgement does not exist in the past tense. Colonialism is a current ongoing process, and we need to build the mindfulness of our present participation. We all should take action to support our local indigenous communities. Go to honortax.org to find out more about whose land you're on and how to support those tribes. In this show, we talk about religious and personal trauma. Our episodes often include subjects centering around manipulation, gaslighting, coercion, toxic masculinity, patriarchy, shame, guilt, brainwashing, emotional, mental, and physical abuse. If any of these topics are things you don't want to hear today, please feel free to skip this episode. Your mental health is always the top priority. Is it happening? Is it, is it real? Are we on? Are we live? I think so. I can hear your phone notifications. This is <laughs> so much. You know what? I don't understand how this radio thing works. Like, is it? I don't know. <laughs> Absolutely not. Welcome back. Dolly, we love you. <laughs> uh, Dolly. You know, when I, I say, uh, you, I'm sure you've probably heard me say it on here, but I say, um, I swear to Dolly instead of I swear to God. Ah, I love that. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Given where credit mm-hmm. is due. Exactly. Given credit where credit is due. I swear I swear to Dolly. I swear to Dolly. As you should. I'm getting very distracted. Yeah. You're reading and a book. What are you reading? Is not nothing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll talk about that later. <laughs> off <Okay>. off mic. <laughs> um, we got a snack. We were munching on some mm. things. Um that's the, uh, that's all I had to okay. say. <laughs> I hope you're drinking water. I don't know. Water is like, it's such a nice way to clear your thoughts or just like reset, you know? I have such a fucking hard time drinking water. It is like excruciating. Yeah. I'm always dehydrated. Yeah. Always. I just well, because, okay, so you acknowledge you're dehydrated, then what? You go to get water and then you see something else and you get distracted, period. Like... Four de- or four distractions later. I, I'm yeah. speaking to myself. I'm yeah. not trying to call you out. No, I, yeah, we're relating. Yes. Not comparing. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but that like, okay, drink water. And then I, to add another layer onto my, what my existence mm-hmm. is like, oh, I need water. Oh, there's no time. Oh, there. Oh, I should. I, I, I'll do it later. <laughs> yep. Yeah. But like four hours later, dude. It's really problematic. I oh, totally and I not to like, not to like, just keep saying the same thing over and over again. But like, I've been thinking a lot about this this week, which happens often. I have chronic illness. I have chronic fatigue, um, and I have mental illness on top of that. I've got a lot of complications, you know, conflicting. Yeah. Pardon me. Um, and so, <clears throat> one of the things that I think that people who are neurodivergent, I mean, neurotypical and or don't have chronic illness, which I have both, um, 
super fun. My life is so lucky. Fun. You Woo-hoo. Uh, plot twist. Yeah. <laughs> spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Whenever you say spoiler alert, I'm, uh, and then just say something about yourself. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, everything, everything is exceptionally difficult. You know, and I know we've talked about the spoons theory on here. We've talked, mm-hmm. you know, and how that like the part of the spoons theory that really stuck out to me is when you know she handed the spoons over. If you're if you're unfamiliar with the spoons theory, it's it's a, a, a short, quick five minute read from the perspective of someone who has lupus, which is an autoimmune disorder. Um, <clears throat> and her friend asked her what a day in the life, a day in her life is like, and she grabbed a bunch of spoons. And I handed them to her friend and said, okay, this is your energy for the day. Walk me through your day. And she was like, well, I got out of bed. You know, I, I get up. I took a shower. And she was like, whoa, 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 whoa. You got out of bed. You opened your eyes. <laughs> that's a spoon. You got out of bed. That's another spoon. Uh, what did you do in the shower? Did you wash your hair? Did you shave your legs? Full body like, yep. or yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like head to head toe? Mm-hmm. Or Well, yeah, she was, you know, I did both. Okay, that's two spoons. Instead of one for the shower, one for everything else. And that's like verbatim what my life is like. Like I do not, I shave in the shower because it's just easier for me. Um, I do not shave and wash my hair in the same shower because it's too much. Because who can afford that? I, I can't afford the extra spoons. Yeah. I just can't. So if it's a hair washing day, I have to either use my electric razor or not shave, you know, but I yeah. cannot shave in the shower and wash my hair on the same day. Right. It's too much. So, like, getting out of bed is a lot of work. You know, walking to the bathroom is a lot of work. Yeah. Uh, like, you know, everything. Brushing my teeth, it's, it's going to take a spoon. So I have to be very specific. Every single thing I do is in relation to how much energy I have. I think about everything. I think about everything like I wear black t-shirts sometimes gray and like black or gray jeans and that's it because it's not worth the extra spoons to have to plan out outfits you know what I'm saying the amount of times I have I have experienced executive dysfunction when I don't have the time and I'm standing in front of my closet and I almost like I'm almost in tears because I cannot get my brain to stop I wear the black shirt and the gray jeans, but what if I wanted to wear... I'm, I'm going out with this person tomorrow. I'm going to meet this person tomorrow. What if I wanted to wear, wear the gray jeans with them? Those are slightly slightly more comfy than those. Yes, and exactly. What but if I'll, I'll feel worse tomorrow? And What if I, I feel okay today? Maybe I should wear the less comfortable t-shirt instead of the more comfortable t-shirt. But I can't t-shirt. wear them two days in a row because what if I bump into them and... I, I That's legit. Today I was going to wear a different pair of pants, but I thought I had wore them when I saw you last time, so I couldn't wear them today just in case. You know, it's like that kind of shit. Like, you don't fucking care or remember, but that's what goes through my head. Everything is like that. Yeah. Everything is like that. That's what I'm. Ta- that's what, I was, what, what we were talking about earlier. Like, like, Oh, I want to eat cereal. I have to wash. I have to wash the dish before I can eat it. Well, but I'm then gonna, I, yeah, if yeah. I'm wash that dish. I might as well wash all of them. Well, I don't have the energy to do that. So, but yet I'm gonna feel like shit if I don't do it. So then I just don't eat, or I just, you know what I'm saying, right? Or get a protein shake, or, or I go back to bed. Right, <laughs> right. Like, and and that's, I know I'm just kind of like venting at the moment, but like that's what I w- wish ev- more people could understand about chronic illness is that. Everything is just 10 times more difficult. Yeah. It's just, it takes more effort. You know, like, 
I, I feel bad a lot of times with how limited I can, how, how limited my time frame is with people. You know, like I can yeah. only spend like two hours with people most of the time because um, it's just, it, it's socializing is exhausting. And because making eye contact and performing this social thing that, that socializing is in a lot of ways. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's exhausting for you. Oh, let me let me let me <laughs> let me clue peop, neurotypical people who are listening to this. Let me clue you into a secret um, that probably a lot of your neurodivergent friends are not telling you. Every single social skill that you take for granted is 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 take is a choice and takes effort from your neurodivergent friends. Maintaining icon, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Just, the, just what you said, yep. social skill. It's a it skill. is a skill, it learned. is a learned, practiced. P- practiced, and sure, you might have the like wiring that sustains it more uh, in a more natural way, sure, but it is a skill. Mm-hmm. It, it does come harder for some than others. Yeah, maintaining, maintaining eye contact, that that's a choice that we make. It's not something that feels comfortable for us. Sitting up straight not feel does not feel comfortable for us. Sitting still that is not that is not a normal reaction for me. Oh like maintaining conversation not a normal reaction. Coming up with topics, um, <sighs> maintaining a train of thought, like following a dialogue, none of those come naturally to me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes, it is all work. I am constantly, my brain is constantly work. Don't forget to make contact. If you don't make eye contact, then, then, um, then they will then think they will you're think, rude. Then, they'll then think they you're will think, yeah. But also, if you want to, also, if I want to not make eye contact, but so then I look down, well, then what if they think I'm looking at their chest? What if they think I'm looking at their outfit? What if they think I'm looking at something on their outfit? What if they're, you know, like, oh, well, but I, I am to- looking at their outfit. I'm not looking at their body though. Yes. You know, yeah, exactly. like, well, I look to the left. Well, then if I look to the left, they'll think I'm not listening because I'm, you know, like, or that something's back there and then they'll look back and there and ah! <laughs> non stop constantly in every social interaction. That's why. And, and that's not even. That's not even the anxiety. That's not even the social anxiety. That's not even the fact that I can hear every single fucking sound in the entire coffee shop. I can hear every person. I'm processing every conversation. I am, my brain is constantly like a uh, risk assessment, non-stop. Where are the fire exits? Who looks suspicious? Is, can I Who's the tallest window? person? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Does that person look like they're a threat? Oh my gosh, this, these two people walked in. They look like they might be, they, they fit a stereotype that might be, that has, someone has been, someone who I consider unsafe, they fit that stereotype. They're a little louder than everyone else. Ooh, they're unsafe. You yep. know what I mean? Yep. Like you don't, it's not all about aesthetics and there is a no. lot of like, no. I don't know. It's, I don't know. It, it's 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 um it's profiling I, for yes. better or for worse, but this is like the hyper awareness that yes. our brains are processing everything so fast. It's, it's a PTSD response. That is that that risk assessment like like yeah. being hyper aware of your surroundings, that is a legit PTSD. That's not us being like, Oh my gosh, I'm queer and they look straight. That's not what we're saying. Right. Like that's right. not what we're saying at all. It's 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 it doesn't follow logic because it's because it's a trauma response. Trauma that's isn't broken. logical yeah, exactly. a lot of the times. But like that is how, that is what your neurodivergent friends are going through like every single time you're with them. So like I don't have people in my life that don't honor that. 
because um, I'm very picky with people who are oh, in my you life. literally don't ha- okay you literally do not have the energy to tolerate nope. people that don't tolerate well, you do not. I do not. you know nope don't have the energy even if I wanted to and I don't want to and that's like and that's and that's why that's this is a perfect example of, of what I meant of like the healthy comparison if it gives you some compassion for understanding someone else who I and you know has it worse off again that's pretty suggestive or subjective um and it's it gets a little hairy in in con- comparing yourself but uh, you know, holding more compassion for either yourself yeah. or the other you know, the other person, mm-hmm. it's crucial and it's really, really important to share these experiences and talk about because not everyone experiences this. This yeah. is a completely new idea to someone. Yeah, you know absolutely. what I mean. Always, always. Th- there's always more educating, and that that's something that that I've come to realize this past week is this entire life, like the, all of this, all of it is just storytelling. Yes, we're just telling stories of either yes. like what we've seen, what we've felt, like this podcast. Yes, but even outside of like socially interacting, we're just talking about shitty customers, <laughs> shitty coworkers. I don't know. Yep. Yeah. We can complain all day long and we can laugh about it. Like mm-hmm. there's connection in these story sharing. Yeah. yeah. And because uh, that's a, that's a big question of like, what's the point? Like, why are we here? Right. I get pretty existential pretty quick. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, but that I think is the like hyper escalation, hyper awareness, like, it's, it's also, sorry. Didn't yeah, 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 yeah. In my experience for my life, it's also been the fact that the only foundation I had was religion and Jesus and Christianity. And then and that was the point. And that was the only point. I right. literally wasn't exposed to anything else. Right. So I didn't get the opportunity to like, life is about learning. It's about growing. It's about falling in love. It's about whatever. Whatever yeah. it is. For, experiencing, experiencing or whatever it is for you. Or whatever it is. Like experiences, money. It doesn't matter. Whatever that is. I had no other foundation and so when that foundation crumbled i was just fucking free falling in life and what is the point god what damn it is the point no one ever told me and I, something i was going to mention earlier actually was about uh childhood development i don't know if you know a lot about it and i i'm i'm not claiming to be someone who knows about childhood development these are just things that i have learned that stuck in my brain so i know i'm probably quoting them wrong again so don't, storytelling don't fucking at me <laughs> 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 um but the amount of of um, development that happens in our brains before the age of five. Like something like 80% of your personality is determined before the age of five. Like, like so much of what you, basically the foundation that you have to build on the rest of your life is established by five and then you're either enforcing that or like undoing it or, you know what I'm saying? So fucking before we even form most of our memories, know what, what the rest is. of our life is almost determined for us, you know, in oh so my many ways. God. Yeah. So it's just so. I mean, you're so right, though. Okay. okay. Can I elaborate on that? Please do. <clears throat> well, attachment style is something that I've deep dived into a little yes. bit. That develops. <clears throat> excuse me. Fine. That develops or is like, I don't know formulated, finalized, whatever, from 18 to 36 months, you're old. Month what? Olds. 
Yeah. <laughs> Olds. The Old, 18 the, months olds. Those that I, have I'm been alive for 18 to 36 it's, months. <laughs> months old. Yes. These, these apply to you. I don't fucking know. Yeah. Yeah. Like That's infant. outrageous to me. It, I mean, That's, if you think about it, you know, That's like. That's true. It, it makes sense for me, you know? Yeah. It makes sense to me, not for me. Yes, I know um, what you meant. But... Yeah, because there is a lot, like, the bonding that happens with the baby and the, and the parent and, like, how they bond. That's why they do a right. lot of, like, you know, and, and I learned this when my sister had her two kids, that, that, like, one of the first things they do is, like, have the father, mother, parent... Um, hold the baby skin to skin contact that's what i was trying to think skin to skin contact immediately after the baby's born like within i don't know how many hours or whatever it needs to happen almost immediately because their bonding is happening happening immediately after birth and what does like bonding what does that even mean what is how do you bond by just touching skin to skin and that's what's so fascinating to me that that how we relate to each other is so deep and it is so much yes. even deeper than these words that we're speaking. Like we can't wow. explain that. Um, just to, the, uh, there's a Grey's Anatomy episode for that. Um, that's another sticker I'm making. <laughs> um, or there's a Grey's Anatomy episode about that. Yes. Yes. Um, there was an episode, it's called the kangaroo effect, that if an infant is not doing well, if someone holds it skin to skin, mm-hmm. it often improves. Yes. Um, and they don't know why. Mm-hmm. Um, but to, to go back on something else that I wanted to elaborate on, that um, everything that our entire lives are is determined before the age of five. Mm-hmm. Um, I took a human genetics class. I'm talking about autism. Spoiler yes. alert. Um, <laughs> That's another T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I want, I want, and I, I hope it's okay that you said this on air. So yes, yes. I want a T-shirt that says, spoiler alert, I'm a trans man, non-binary person. Like, yes. I, spoiler alert, and then on the back, it's like, I'm what, then you trans, yeah. I'm a non-binary, I'm whatever. All right. I want Christmas, that. here it so. comes. <laughs> <laughs> Keep your eyes open. Don't hold me to that. I'm nope, not. Absolutely not. You didn't hear that. I will literally that. forget it by tomorrow, so you're fine. Sick. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so autism, we were we were talking about autism in this human genetics class. And yes. um, uh, the um, basically, autism is formed in utero. So okay. it, when, okay. Don't don't come at me, please. <laughs> yeah, we've already um, established that. I'm not a neuroscientist, okay? Yeah. Um, so at some point in the fetus's development, there are neurons that need to move from one part of the brain to a, a different part. Mm-hmm. And in neurotypical folks, all of the cells get to where they need to go, whether that be in a long line or like, to the opposite side of the field. I don't know. Sure. Um, But in autistic or neurodivergent, and I don't know how this affects in, in many other ways. I'm sure it affects in so many different ways. But for those folks, the neurons don't get into place and they're just a little more disorganized. Mm -hmm. No better, no worse. And that's, uh, so I want to deep dive on that really quick. In a second. Yes. Um, I so and I can't write it down. Better or worse. Remember I'll, that, folks. Better I'll, or worse. <laughs> I'll remember it. <laughs> Call in. <laughs> I'll try. Tell us. Um, <laughs> um, so this, and so uh, autism, 
the 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 foundations of neurodivergent folks originate way before vaccines. Not to be pointed. Oh, be pointed. I'm being very pointed. Be very I think pointed. this is why we were talking about actually is because mm. that was when it was like Vaccine's the vaccine called? gave yeah. my child autism. Yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't. Also, y'all. Also just also can we stop talking about autism like it's a fucking like preventable like, disease and that it's like so fucking horrible right my, right my, both my nephews are on the spectrum my youngest one is like non-verb not non-verbal but like uh less verbal less verbal yeah fair they they, they say words and stuff but they don't you know com- yeah. communicate the same way one of the most amazing i mean i'm biased obviously they're my nephew sure one of the most amazing kids i've ever met in my entire life beautiful i can't imagine him being any different like and he, why would you want I, it? I don't exactly. Why would I want it? He right? brings so much fucking joy to my life. And that's exactly what I was going to deep dive on is the only reason that these mental illnesses or these quote unquote, how it's spun in media, all of this stuff, these deficits that people are experiencing, these different ways of living that are harder to integrate into this capital S society this nine to five production based robotic existence that's the only reason why they're quote problematic Mm -hmm. is because they don't fit into this and so I I I do not believe that autism is like a new thing I don't think it's like a new quote disease that that is happening for whatever reason I think it's always been here. I think it's, and and the same with queerness in a different way, and you know, transness. It the it it is getting named more. Yeah. Um, but I think it's getting named more for the reason of differing of us versus them ing. Yeah, and also just validation like you were saying yeah it has like we have to give things have to be labeled for them to be validated in our society so we have to do that until that's not necessary right we have to we have to to teach people how to validate and how we have how as a society we've learned to validate is by labeling so we will label as long as we need to until that's not the only way we get validated you know and going into that more the problematic um the problematicness surrounding diagnosing autism, like quote, like whatever certified diagnosed versus self-diagnosed, you know, and maybe Mm -hmm. this is getting a little hairy. We don't have to go on this subject, but I've actually been thinking about that this week because same. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't mean to interrupt. I don't know if you were done. I, I mean, I, you know, we could talk about this for the rest of the time. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to interrupt that specific thought. But I have been thinking about that a lot because uh, that's one of the... I'm, I'm on a very focused mental health... I don't even want to say mental health. I am a very on a very focused mental health journey, but I'm on a very specific mental health diagnosis journey because you can't get services for things that don't have diagnoses and everybody fucking thinks they know what you are. I cannot... Well, I'm just, I'm just gonna, I'm just to elaborate on that a little bit there in order to get help. So, so I don't know. There, there are folks that can get, I don't know, get away with not needing help 
or as much help. Yeah, yeah. And if you need help, that's when it becomes problematic in getting a diagnosis. And not that it's problematic in getting a diagnosis, but the whole process of getting a diagnosis is fucked up. So let's share (laughs) if you want. (laughs) Yes, I would love to because that's one of the things I've been dealing with that I have. So autism, I have discovered is 80% like 80% hereditary that's what oh I've, damn i didn't know that until i didn't know that my sister you know both of my nephews are on the spectrum um and uh so we have learned that we've been learning a lot about it and the things watching so like both my nephews are on the spectrum but in completely different ways so like one of my nephews it's predominantly social skills so social area social interaction and and the other one it's like a lot of verbal and communication and, and are those the areas that they are excelling in or that they're a little that's i don't where know the, that's where they exist on the spectrum so like oh. so like my, my older nephew, Got it. yeah has a more difficult like very intelligent f- does great in school like but school social smart, yeah. interactions are you know different for them gotcha okay um and uh i'm with you yeah and so learning what we've learned about, you know, the, them and both my nephews. And again, I'm referring to this only in the most amazing way possible because I think they're both perfect. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, it would actually answer a lot of questions about my childhood and my adulthood and why things are so difficult, you know? Right. Um, one of the explanations for that can also be PTSD. Um, ADHD is also another possible explanation um, well, he, here, here's a, here's a, I, I, here's a perspective that, that I think is important to talk about because I, like, if, if you are able, and I think it's an ability to a certain extent, if you are able to mask, that's what maybe determines the diagnosis and that's what's fucked up <laughs> and and that's and that's what's problematic that's what's because extremely problematic and especially looking at your background like you didn't really have a choice if you could mask it like no. you were not like physically or not you were not able to not mask yep. because there was no other option for you yep. and so you like these masking tools for survival yep that's what i was gonna say then allowed you to slip through the cracks of getting a proper diagnosis earlier or younger you know what i mean so like yeah totally the the or the origin of where you come from is is when the proper uh, the proper diagnosis comes but not everyone has access to that at that time well i mean we didn't growing up they didn't really believe in mental health period anything any kind of mental illness you know any kind of psychological illness was just well if you trust god more that would go away yeah legitimately like whatever they genuinely didn't believe in mental health issues yeah Um, Yeah. uh and so there was that so i wouldn't you know getting a diagnosis getting you know anything like that getting kind of an assessment as a kid it just didn't happen that would yeah 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 two my dad was so strict and 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 like so it was like we weren't allowed to, I wasn't allowed to fit at like, I want to say like five and six years old, um, around that age, maybe even younger, we were expected to sit 
on a church pew for an entire church service, an average of an hour and a half to two hours, without moving or making noise? Children. 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 Five, six, seven years old. That, at that age, that's what we were expected to do. And if we didn't, we got in trouble. And my dad believed in corporal punishment. Is that what it's called? Like physical abuse. Physical abuse. Yeah. Um, uh, like spanking, but it was excessive, you know, because... <sighs> and spanking alone, like, that's a whole other deep dive. That's a whole dive. other thing I'm not even sure if I can get into. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yes, in the way that he did it, unacceptable. Yeah. Um, so it was either be perfect exactly the way or, you know, face that. And so you learn immediately how to do those things. That is actually a very legitimate thing that came up when I've been trying to get this diagnosis is um, they ask you, what were you like as a child? Did you do this as a child? And I'm like, one, I can't hardly remember because of the trauma. Two, it wouldn't have mattered because I wasn't allowed to do those things. Right. So e It like, wasn't a fair snapshot anyway. Stimming. You know, a lot of this, right. when they talk about stimming, wasn't allowed to, we weren't, we got in trouble in the car often for laughing. My sister and I would be in the car and we would be laughing and my dad would get mad at us and tell us to be quiet. So like we literally weren't allowed to make noise. We weren't allowed to do anything. So there was, n there's no way to track what my behavior was yeah, like as a kid. Right. And then after, and then all of those things, plus the trauma, I learned how to mask exceptionally well. And so people judge, and I hate this. I hate that as an adult, because um, I recently had a psych evaluation finally from someone, and it was horrible. That It was absolutely awful. I did not like it. I did not like him. I did not like the experience. He was very, like, like very cut and dry. Very, he was very like in disrespectful. Insensitive yeah. in a lot of ways. Yeah, I mean, this, this, this person... Uh, I got them. Let me just spend for a second. Let me just let's just have a soapbox. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. all you. Everyone, take a drink of water. Sit back. We're gonna we're going we're going on a journey. I'll take you up on that. Okay. Um, I tried to. I've been trying to get an ADHD and ASD assessment, which is virtually impossible in this area for anybody that's not a child. Yeah. Um, uh, I finally got to the psychiatrist after I'm not exaggerating over a year of trying. Over a year of trying, I finally got to this. It's insane. They didn't even want to do it, which they made that clear in the appointment. But I was in, uh, in when I made the appointment. But I insisted that they that that's what it was for. Um, <clears throat> I sit there. They he spent two hours with me. That's it. Um, at one point, I made a sarcastic comment. I know I've told you this story, so I apologize. But no, you're all good. Um, I made a sarcastic comment about looking things up on Google. You know, take you know like that kind of like those things. One, recognizing that's not a medical diagnosis. Two, it was a joke. Like, you're a psychiatrist. You should understand that people right. are trauma covered up with humor. I'm wildly uncomfortable in this, in this, you know? And his whole demeanor changed at that point. Whole demeanor changed. Um, and uh, we went through this two-hour session. He literally leaned back in his chair and said the words, well, I'm not going to give you an ASD diagnosis because that's a real thing. First, thank you. Yeah, like uh, it was. I was like, "How do you say that? How do you say that? How do you say 
those words. I'm not going to give you an ASD diagnosis because that's a real thing. And Le- you're not then. And it's, it's like, <laughs> no shit, it's a real thing. I, what did that, I, what I, the fuck? Am, what the what, fuck what are you here mean? for? Yeah, oh I know God. it's a real thing. I'm not trying to get. What did I tell someone? I said I'm not trying to get a diagnosis as a wood nymph. I know <laughs> ASD is a real thing. I'm trying to figure out if that's one of the things. That, like the reason, my motivation for this. Yes, part of it could be hypochondria. Yes, part of it could be I need validation, so I want to blame my symptoms on something. Totally understand. Sure. I'm, as saying this, that means I'm fucking self-aware of that possibility. But the only way to answer those questions is to either confirm it or deny it. And how do I do that? By getting assessments from professionals. So if you won't do right. it for me, then how am I supposed to do it? So after, you know, like he shamed me for taking, you know, surveys online. And then I, he spends two hours with me, and guess what he did? Sent me a bunch, a bunch of surveys, a lot of them having the exact same questions on the ones I took online. So, like, fuck you. And then he right. gave me, like, seven different diagnoses. Seven, like, one, se- one two-hour session and a bunch of surveys that I filled out online. Seven or eight different diagnoses. But not the one that's but an actual thing. Actually <laughs> went and told me, said, said this. You have all of the symptoms of ADHD. You exhibit them in extreme ways. You would benefit from services. You would benefit from a round of ADHD medication. And I understand that by not giving you a diagnosis, it will make it more difficult for you to get those services and get that medication and refused to give me an ADHD diagnosis because his reasoning, because he could not talk to my parents and ADHD is something that starts and that starts in kids under the, the they start exhibiting symptoms. It's a neurological disorder that exhibit the symptoms exhibit in kids before the age of twelve. But again, talking to your parents wouldn't do it's a not goddamn option. thing because they shut that shit mm-hmm. down way too early and way too hard yes. for you them to even and know. One, yes, <sighs> I'm getting it's, fired. It's one of those that's like, <laughs> yes, you're not wrong. That is a fact. So, what if my parents were dead? What if, you know what I'm saying? What if I was... Okay, but for real. For real. That's a real possibility. What would I do then? I just, anybody who doesn't, who anybody whose parents aren't alive anymore, anymore or like get an any ADHD extent diagnosis? of any extent of like mentally not there, mentally yeah. being unable or physically able to respond to yep. his questions. I am <sighs> almost 40 years old. I will, be, I will be 40 in a little over a year. I am not interested in you involving my parents and my mental health in my mental health journey right now. That's not something I want to happen for reasons that I don't need to explain. I do not need to explain myself. Right. I don't have to. You don't, you do not have to, uh, like prove yourself. You do not have to prove yourself. I don't have to. And then, but, but you do to get help because so, so this is the extra fun part. That diagnosis has now become the standard that my doctor and another psychiatrist from uh, from uh, uh, the clinic that I go to, they have like someone who rec- makes medical re- uh, medicine recommendations. Okay. And so she is now going off of that diagnosis and spent like an hour, hour and a half with me. Again, made firm, this is what it is. And this is what you need to take from that diagnosis and spending an hour to an hour and a half with me. Um, my doctor is now going off of that diagnosis. Uh, for off, yeah, off of that Which, um, again, evaluation. If you got your hands on the proper medication, your quality of life would skyrocket. Greatly improve. And but even, no. And even, and, and here's the thing. So on, so 
deep diving into that a little bit. So the recommendation that the psychiatrist from my clinic made for medication, you know, because she's like, you know what, everything's, it's all because of your trauma. She said that basically everything I'm experiencing is from my trauma. That is a possibility. Sure. That is definitely sure. a possibility. But you cannot rule out these other things until you have actually ruled them out. And the only way to rule them out is to get assessments or try medication. That's it. That right. is, I have talked to therapists. I have talked to medical professionals. That is the way to rule them out. So if you don't think that's what it is, what harm is it to recommend it or refer right. it to someone to do that? What harm? There is it's no It's not harm. like a crazy Friday night and you're just trying to get high. Like no. this is like, why is it? Uh. So then the medication that the psychiatrist recommended to my doctor took like two months for her to even, I had to make another appointment. I had to make an appointment with my doctor to then say, hey, this medication that she recommended, since this is the only option I have, can I start it? And then at that appointment, she put in the prescription. Months, months went by, literally. Like a couple months went by before I, I was like just waiting for her to do it. And she, so it's like, so listen, if you're going to be that adamant about a solution, can you at least follow through with that solution? Right. You know, can you at least... Right. And then after that, I had a th I've had a therapist, a therapist who I've only had a couple sessions with, and I was explaining my desire to get an ADHD and ASD assessment. Um, asked me like four or five questions: Do you do this? Do you do that? Did you do this? And then literally said, "You don't have ADHD or ASD. You're not on the spectrum. What you have is you are bipolar. That's what it is." Again. I don't, if that's what it is, that's what it is. But how do you sure. know that after four sessions? Also, how can you definitively say it is not this or it is not this? Um, I've also been told by that same person, if you were on the spectrum, you wouldn't realize it. You would just do these things. You wouldn't be aware of it. And then proceed, is, proceeded okay. to tell me, then proceeded to tell me, um, then proceeded to tell me that it sounds like, it sounds like you need to hear it sounds like you need to hear the fact that you don't, you know, in parentheses, the fact that you don't have, that you're not on the spectrum from multiple sources. So I would recommend getting an assessment. Like, it sounds like you need to hear that I'm right from multiple people. There, those, are, uh, those are all things I have been told by medical and mental health professionals in the last few months trying and all i'm trying to do is just is just is just find out what's going on i i my motivation i want to improve the quality of my life to the best that it can be i am fully aware of the fact that i have severe trauma i'm fully aware of the fact that things are going to be difficult for me for the rest of my life sure i am aware of that i'm okay with it i've accepted it i've embraced it in fact like i i i'm okay with that i i I don't feel shame about that as much as I did before. Obviously, there's no perfect. I, there's never like a, you know, it's always right. a vacillating going back and forth. Right. My motivation is I want to give myself the best chance I have. I want to give myself the opportunity to have the best experience I can possibly have. I want to start 
I want to be able to think about companionship in my future. I want to think about, you know, maybe having a career or I want to start pursuing more like artistic creative avenues. I want to start doing things that are going to enrich my life. I want to spend time with my friends, like real time with my friends. Yeah. I want to do, I want to spend more time with my nephews and I really have to understand what I'm working with to organize my life around what I'm going to have to do to make that a reality. And part of that is understanding exactly what I'm dealing with. And that is my motivation. And, and even though that's my motivation, even though that's what I want to do, even though I am doing everything I can to make that happen, I'm still being blocked by the only people that can make that a reality. And the fact that as, nearly, as a nearly almost 40-year-old adult, the fact that a two-hour session with, you know, they just happen to fit the stereotype, an older white man. Right. <laughs> can, but that, that archetype, ultimately. That archetype, the fact that a two-hour session with someone who just doesn't believe me can negate anything and everything I say is fucking bullshit. And that is a reality as, as that neurodivergent, <laughs> like, people with trauma, queer people, women, so many people. People of color. People of color. In more... more in in start over in more extreme ways than I am experiencing it now people experience that on a regular basis on a regular ba daily basis right it is a, that is my that has been my reality for the last several weeks and that's in addition to fucking it, having cereal for breakfast being a 10 step process. Well, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it, you know, all of, all of this fighting that you're doing to do better for yourself. Right. Cause that's all, that's ultimately yeah. why you're doing that. This yeah. is your motivation yes. is to do better by yourself, do better yep. for yourself. Yes. The fighting that you have to do takes a lot of energy. Yeah. But then like, when we acknowledge that making a choice of breakfast and washing the bowl before the breakfast and the, oh, but then, oh, but then the should start creeping in and then the guilt, and then you just need to go back to bed. Well, then you're even more quote behind, you know, like, and then doing that for years, it's no wonder that you haven't had time or space to focus on companionship, yeah. to focus on a career because what the fuck does it matter if what you want to do to enrich your work life when all you can do is scrape by every single day? Yeah. And that, and, and that is how this system, I know, you know, we came into this not wanting to be negative, whatever, <laughs> but, but it needed to have it. You know, that, that is the dynamic of this, of this society that you need the golden key to get access to a better life for yourself, but those that can offer you the golden key are being so fucking stingy or offer it for thousands of dollars, which mm -hmm. you're scraping by. You don't have that. I'm not going to have that. No. And, and yeah, you can get a diagnosis from anyone. You can get a diagnosis for, you know, it in a matter of weeks, but it will cost thousands of dollars. Yep. So it's, 
it's bullshit. It's it fragile. Yep. It is so fragile. And that I think is why they are so stingy with those golden keys is because if if people are are unlocking their full potential, this system will crumble because yeah. they won't work 40 hour work weeks because they won't put up with their bosses treating them like shit because they won't put up with not having health care because they won't you know what i mean yep, they meaning us <laughs> but like also if i had the services i need i would actually be more of a quote-unquote contributing member of society Ooh. i would work more I would buy more things. I would pay more taxes. You know what I'm saying? Totally. So it's like you're actually I'm actually like I'm on government assistance because I desperately need it and I don't feel bad about that anymore. I mean I, I do a little bit con a little bit kind of every day, but I I'm doing my best. But I <laughs> like uh, externally, ex you're very confident and, and I support that. Secure I think on government it. assistance of every single fucking kind should be taking advantage of should be taken advantage of to the most degree that you can. Right. Um and I'm not, I don't mean taking it like taking advantage of the system. I mean if it's offered if it's available, take advantage of it. But that's the thing. If you th and that's where like you're self checking yourself. If you don't need these surfaces Serv services or services There's or some services I can, I can kind of need I words sound so similar to each other have you noticed words this? are hard i am like words are hard words are hard <laughs> it's because we're autistic <laughs> 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 ah <laughs> that's another t-shirt oh my god um but but that's i i, I don't know where i was going but that that's like the 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 bullshit and the fragility and like yeah. the game that you have to play in this system yes. and unfortunately people's motives are less pure than just simply wanting to do better yeah. for yourself yeah and, and it and it makes it hard because it you know it's just hard it just makes it really hard I, I want to explicitly say that i am fully aware of the fact that even though I identify as a non-binary person that in the medical field and in most of my interactions in the mental health field I'm perceived as a middle-aged white man with so I understand that I'm going into this with the most amount of privilege the most amount of privilege like it is as good as it gets for for quote-unquote someone like me and it is still this difficult so I can't even imagine, literally, legitimately, I can't imagine how difficult it is for female identifying people, trans women, trans women of color, people Ugh. of color. Yeah. I cannot imagine what it is like because it's as easy as it's going to get for me. And right. I'm aware of that. I'm not invalidating my experience. I'm just saying that this is as good as it gets and it's still fucking shitty. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's just, it's just bullshit. And Thank you for giving me the space to vent. <laughs> I didn't realize I needed to say that as much as I did, apparently on this public platform that I am existing on, but I did. So I mean, you. okay, <laughs> Here, here's here's a little plug to that. There, We all need a, a space to say words out loud, and it's really important to have this space. I'm so thankful that I could give you this space Me too. Me too. because it is really heavy, like this cycle and this mm -hmm. like bullshit, just like deeper than yourself. Yeah. And, um, and it's maddening. Like it's, it it's is. actual insanity. One of the things, sorry, didn't mean to interrupt. Well, I just, I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that, that you can get it out of your body because that's another element to, to the whole like sitting still and suppressing and 
like masking ultimately you know Mm -hmm. um is it it interrupts the release of energy and trauma is is held in your body energetically or not and and words i think are energy and the energy it takes to make words it's important to release it you know it absolutely is and and i hope it helped (laughs) you know i I feel we may not have been positive but i feel much better (laughs) i'm so glad i mean that's the whole fucking point and one of the things i wanted to say before i forget is um that uh the worst the worst i have felt mentally the biggest spiral i have had um and that had led to a, the darkest place I've had in a long time. And I have I have systems set in place for that, people that I call, people that I tell. And I didn't get to that point, but it got closer than it's been in a long fucking time. Yeah. was after one of these appointments where I tried to advocate for myself and they were like, nope. Sucks no- for you, yep, not from no- us. Nothing we can do for you and we're not going to do that. So you like... Live with one, it. One of, the time, one of the first times I actually spoke up for myself and advocated for myself, which is excruciatingly difficult because not only do I have social anxiety, not only do I have my neurodivergent, but I also, one of the most traumatic experiences of my life, and I you know, ended up in the hospital and almost died, I have extreme um, like, like medical office anxiety. So like- Oh, you I, have medical trauma as a queer person? Yeah. Yep, so when I go uh, yeah. into a doctor's office, it's very traumatic for me. I, my anxiety skyrockets, it's hard for me to speak up mm. for myself. It's one of the worst, it's close, the closest I get to a panic attack is being in a doctor's office most of the time. Damn. You know, um, uh, in, in situations that I can't avoid. Um, so one of the first times that I was actually stood up for myself, I was just completely shut down and left that appointment spiraling. And I'm like, how, how is it that, and I posted this on Twitter where you've, where you've your personal thoughts. Um, it's not I the said, only place. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> awful this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, I said that the work, the ironic, the irony of the mental health medical system is that the clo- the worst thing that has happened to my mental health is trying to get, is trying to get mental health care, you know? And like is it not a conundrum? The thing that has been the most damaging to my mental health was trying to get mental health care. How? How is that? How can you be so proactive about your mental health and be doing the things they're telling you to do and taking the medicine you're supposed to take and saying the things you're supposed to say and advocating for yourself and that process being so damaging? The people who are supposed to help you are the ones that are causing the most damage. That has been... Religion. Overwhelming. What? Yeah. Religion. That is what, yeah, yeah. And, me- and medicine. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh, they're in cahoots. They did. They're, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but, but there's there some string pulling there. I am a string. I am a. I am a. I am a string puller. No, I am a conspiracy theorist. I've been known to pull a string or two in my day. <laughs> The most f- 
fucking inopportune time to take a drink of water. <laughs> We've got 10 seconds. We're really good planners. <laughs> no. We plan nothing. And that's okay. I like it. I like it that way. Yeah, this episode was uh, very on the fly, but I think Same it form. was... Um, I think it was beautiful. I think it's been beautiful so far. What else are we doing today? <laughs> like on the podcast? Yeah. Sorry, I again I got a candy again. Candy in my mouth right before we went live. Sick. Sorry. <laughs> we are going to do so at the end of our podcast. Most of the time, um, we like to do some kind of deep dive. Most of the time, we do a tarot card reading. But today, you have like a queer, like daily inspirational mm. thing, right? That you're yeah. gonna read for us. Yeah. So it was. Uh, this is a little book. It's um, a daily meditations for um, queer folks. Nice. It's called Glad Day. It was given to me by my mother. Mm-hmm. So it's got the date, but not the um, year. Yeah. yeah. So um, so this one, I'm just, I'm just going to read it. Um, it's pretty long, but I'm just going to read it. Um, Do it. As queer people, we have a finely tuned sense of justice. Oh, not wrong. Many of us love to express our opinions on what's wrong with the world and on what others should and shouldn't have said or done. Uh, some of us are cynical about the f- future and habitual, habitually predict troubled encounters with mainstream society. Perhaps we're fond of blaming, quote, the system expert at analyzing its flaws. Hmm, interesting word. Okay. Perhaps we're fond of blaming the system and are experts at analyzing its flaws and negative impacts on us. Pa- passivity combined with negative judgment is a deadly partnership. Ooh. I'm going to read that again. Passivity, being passive, combined... Oh, thank you for clarifying that. I was actually ask you, going to ask you to do that. Yeah. No, this is a... Um, I, I know they need to be succinct. It's fine. Uh being passive combined with negative judgment is a deadly partnership. It kills spirit, initiative, and hope. Instead, we must cultivate a sense that the actions we take matter. Even seemingly small gestures, praising a new idea, thanking another person for honest sharing, um, making a brief phone call of appreciation or connection. For me, that's a text every now and again of just like, I'm thinking about you or I care about you. Um, can set in motion a process that works to create new projects, ends, ends a sense of isolation or unworthiness, and even saves lives. Even, uh, sorry, history has shown that dedicated individuals and small groups working together can make an enormous difference. Things can change direction in a day, and we ourselves are changed through taking actions that honor our beliefs. So the little meditation is, today I put a belief into action. I put a belief into action. I, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to go off on this a little bit. Yeah, so, please do. I have a, I have, there was a second that stuck out to me, too. Yeah, so there's a thing that says... dedicated individuals and small groups working together can make an enormous difference. I believe the issue, like the real issue in all of this is the issue of scale, that this country is too big, that even these counties are too big and these mandates and these laws that we have are just too grand to be 
individual for each culture almost you know what i mean but it's problematic because there are so many people and we are all connected like it never before have we been connected to people in ukraine never never that's social media Mm -hmm. that's like the society right the system if we want to blame it or call it that Mm -hmm. but like it's i think that it's getting a little too big and that's not to say that we shouldn't consider our impact on the bigger scale of this planet and even the universe like thoughts have impact right that go beyond what we can see and even this planet but and your intention makes an impact but the if especially if we're talking about healthcare, i think it's just getting too big you know yeah. i think it's it's losing sight of the individuals and are trying to systemize something that truly cannot be systemized like mental health i don't think that like insurance is complete bullshit i understand why it's there but it's complete bullshit in network out of network it doesn't matter where a person lives or how they live or what they are or what they look like or how they identify they deserve health care but insurance says otherwise because insurance is money and it's an unhealthy relationship with money it's gotten too big and that's why it's like small groups like small groups that have like real intention and real motivation that are doing good work but it seems that when they get too big problems arise Mm -hmm. and it's hard to calculate with such big things it's hard to for lack of a better word, screen, you know, like what is happening within a system if it gets too big. Yeah. And and I think that's what's kind of problematic with, with a lot of what we're talking about. Like autistic folks are only described as problematic compared to the bigger system, right? Compared, you know, and they're yeah. only problematic with that scope. And, and why is like, why is there a standard? Why is neurotypical the standard? And why is diversity so feared, right? I mean, exactly. it... Yeah, we, I, yeah. That's literally another entire... We other don't have time. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the things that stuck out to me for that, if I could just comment on yeah, it, yeah. like, we're like down to three minutes, um, is that the, like, the smallest little gestures can make a big difference. Mm. And I was thinking about like, and it's one of the examples that said is like, like, you know, like celebrating a new idea or something. I don't remember what the word they use, but even just the simple act of validate someone, like I'm someone who I get hyper fixated on things. So I'm like definitely that stereotypical ADHD person, if that's what it is. <laughs> or whatever I am. Yeah, whatever the <laughs> fuck. Um, of like, you know, I'm going to be an astronaut. Oh, and now I'm going to be an artist. Oh, now I'm going to be a singer. Now I'm going to, you know, like it was, uh, it's always something new and I get hyper fixated on it. And I realize that I'm aware of that, but like, so you don't need to tell me that like you, the proverbial, you don't need to right. like, make me feel stupid for that. Like you can validate me in all of these new ideas. Like that's the first time I've ever said it. Right. And that's like, you, you don't, that that's going to help me. That's going to make me feel better. And those small acts. And it makes me think of like that person that like, you know, brings their own cup to, you know, a coffee shop and uses metal straws, but it's fucking a, a, an asshole to the barista. Like, right. 
what are you actually doing? Like, in, right. in, in what you were talking about and that how everything's getting too big, that's kind of how I interpreted some of that. Like, I know you were talking bigger scales, insurance, medical, but, like, in the day-to-day, like, how we treat each other, like, great, I'm glad you recycle, but you're fucking awful to, to you know, customer service. Like, you're, you're, you're having a larger impact in your day-to-day life than you are by these other things that you think make a difference. They do make a difference, but also... Well, this is a big deal as well. Well, imagine the barista, Uh, that interaction shitty and as small and insignificant as it may be added up. It is not just a little thing to that barista. And that's like, that's the whole point is your little interactions. And there's an element of being gentle to yourself. Ah, um, But you know, doing the best that you can, but also like the least you can do is not yes. say anything at all or not, you know, like yeah. the least you can do is try to be kind in my opinion. Yes. Like the new recycling is being kind. Like yeah. the least you can fucking do in this goddamn world because recycling is bullshit now is be kind. Yes. Yes, like that what that why can't you like that you you want to change the world fucking fucking be kind. You want that literally. That's you know need, what? Yep. Sorry. Okay, Go ahead. No. We have, we're actually, we have to be done. (laughs) How do we go? Okay. Expect some merch. That's just another (laughs) button is whatever you said. What was No, you said the least you can fucking do is be kind. Yes. Yes. That's that's what we want to leave you with today. The least you can fuck. If you do nothing else, be fucking kind to people. That might be to others. That might be to yourself. Just play around with that little little turd that you get i don't know my headphones have been doing that funny like flickering and out anyways yeah mine too but i think we're still in there so sorry but follow us on um yeah we've got an instagram it's it's our turn pod sorry my (laughs) headphones just like went fucking out of control you're doing it again anyways Okay, we have an Instagram. It's our turn pod. Um, that's also the Gmail or the email at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. It's our turn pod. Um, we post new um, episodes every now and again. Um, yeah, there's we're found on Spotify. We're found on Spotify. I'm doing this. We're on Spotify. We're on Google, whatever. We're on Apple, whatever. We're on Podbean. Um, so follow us and listen to our episodes. Thanks, everyone. We can-